Welcome in. It's a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. I'm Zach Whittington. And we are here with episode 29. 20, Zach? 29. The Eric the Ram Dickerson Show. The Eric Dickerson Show. Welcome. Number 29. So there's a couple facts. First off, you need to know. Six-time Pro Bowler. Five-time First Team All-Pro. NFL Offensive Player of the Year, 1986. Offensive Rookie of the Year, 1983. All-time rookie rushing record. NFL 100th Anniversary All-Time Team. He's got too many accolades to even talk about. Part of the Grays show on turf. Love it. Great. SMU. He was on their football team. Part of the one that got like disbanded with the, the scandals back in the day. So, Eric Dickerson... Number 29. Also, I wore 29 one year in a sport. So, shout out 29. That's a rep. Rep. That's a rep. All right, guys. So, with that being said, coming off an Eric Dickerson episode, we got you Super Bowl recap. Big time game. Big time plays made. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs come out on top, Zach. Yeah. So... Great Super Bowl, great halftime show, in my opinion. Great finish. It's just I didn't. I cared. I'm. I wanted the Niners to win. The Chiefs should have won. The Chiefs did win. We told Jimmy that he couldn't throw an interception, and he did. He threw two, two of them. Not good. Yeah. So, Forty Niners fall short. I don't know, Dan. What do you see as on the surface? Give me your rundown of the game. So, quick impressions uh, as far as the game. I think Jimmy G made the plays he needed to. I think it was a bit of a uh, Kyle Shan play, play calling. Kyle Shanahan's play calling. Um, <laughs> just a lack of consistency. At one point, they decided to consistently run it. They were doing well with it. And then fourth quarter hits they just start passing it consistently, stop, won't stop. Uh, and you just suddenly give Patrick Mahomes the chance to have the ball consistently. 21 points in the fourth quarter for the Chiefs. So I just think, I don't think Kyle Shanahan could, had consistent play following there to uh, be able to win that game. Yeah, it's crazy because it's like all, all the big offensive gurus always, it's like, what are they going to do? How are you going to outsmart the other team in the, the big game? And honestly, you don't need to outsmart the other team in the big game. If you're getting five yards a carry, you know, just keep sticking with it. The same thing happened to the Falcons in their Super Bowl game. They quit running the ball for some reason, and they were part of the worst comeback ever. A Falcons team that had Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, and Julio Jones and Mohamed Sanu. So all those weapons and you decide to just air it out when you're still just running the ball at ease because no one, as the game goes on, people are tired at that part of the year, man. I was about to people say, are hey, hurt. you just keep running down the throat. So it's sad for the 49ers. It, they may be back very soon. Easily. So, 
it's not all lost though for Jimmy G, but it wasn't the best showing for sure. I think also that being said, uh, they did the defense played great uh, consistently through the game, making plays. Uh, they they made Patrick Mahomes look human, um, even as though he was able to make the comeback. Uh, I thought he looked very human. 26 for 42, uh, went two for two as far as touchdowns and interceptions. Uh, I think the game was really won on the hands of the da- Damian Williams. Um, he had both 104 yards rushing, rushing touchdown, and a, re- a receiving touchdown. I think that's a key part to them winning this game. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy for Andy Reid. He had some funny quotes after the game. He said, I wasn't sleeping with a trophy. I was sleeping with my trophy wife. And then he said he got the biggest cheeseburger of his life. Delicious. He said, I even got a double. But, uh, (laughs) so Andy Reid's pretty funny. Not a symbol of health in America. But, hey, reigning champs, Kansas City Chiefs, my homeboy. Accolades, Dan. Let's talk about it. 50-yard passing touchdown season, regular season MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion, all under the age of 25. Is he the greatest of all time at this age? I think he is definitely going to – I think he's going to be back. I think you're going to see him winning more and more Super Bowls. Uh, I don't know if it will be the same as Tom Brady numbers, but uh, I definitely think you'll see him there consistently. Depends on injuries. Like, Tom Brady only got hurt for, like, really one time in his career. LeBron's only had, like, one major injury, his groin injury last year. But he was probably also just sitting out waiting for this year's team. If Mahomes can uh, adapt the LeBron and Brady model, the pliability, Pliability. the TV-12, and go crazy with it, then yeah. But I see an issue there because the games are predicated on different things. Brady was a dink and dunk over the middle screen to the running back type passer. And I'm not saying Mahomes doesn't do those things, but Mahomes is, what is he known for? The magic. The cannon. The cannon. Like, that arm doesn't go away, but what happens if he has, like, a shoulder surgery or something down the line, you know? like, And he does run a little bit, and, like, he always tries to make something happen, and that's when you get hit. So... If Mahomes can stay healthy, I have no doubt in my mind. But then again, people are retiring early nowadays. Maybe not quarterbacks, but NFL players in general. So, Mahomes boy, it's your moment. It's his world. He went to Disney World. Yeah, he uh, celebrated. That's funny. There was a thing that said, they pulled up a tweet from like seven years ago or like four years ago. It was one of the two, and it was like, I wonder what it would feel like to yell, I'm going to Disney World at the Super Bowl. And... There you go. He did it. Go Chiefs. So, Zach, I do have one question. Um, Do you think Andy Reid has submitted himself as an all-time head coach in the NFL? I mean, yeah, off personality and longevity. Now he's got the ring to go with it. But, I mean, if we're giving every coach that wins the Super Bowl a Hall of Fame spot, what does that mean? Does that mean the players do nothing? Does that mean the coaches are that responsible? What about the coordinators? What if you have a defense this all-time that carries an offense like the 85 Bears or like the recent Broncos? Because, like, 
you're not going to put that Broncos offense in the Hall of Fame that last year with Peyton that they actually won the Super Bowl. You're going to put that defense in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and that has nothing to do with offense coordinator and really the head coach unless the de- head coach is calling the defensive schemes. So here's my issue with anointing Andy Reid. And I'm, this is nothing against Andy Reid. This is just the automatic anointing Dang. of Andy Reid. I'm all for giving Andy Reid the Hall of Fame. He's earned it among all these other coaches. But I don't like the snowball effect of every single coach. Like, if John Harbaugh would have won this, if the Ravens would have won this title, we would be hearing about John Harbaugh as a Hall of Fame coach for turning Lamar around. Wouldn't that be his second one? What? Uh, Harbaugh? Still. But just like that. Two Super Bowls, like, just like that. It's, you just get in because of two Super Bowls. Uh, that's what exactly like the same thing with Coughlin. Do. The same but thing that, like that's what Eli Manning. Tom Coughlin exactly like. Does, are you automatic Hall of Fame with two titles? Maybe Not we're having book. the wrong discussion here. Maybe we're having the wrong discussion. But good job, Andy Reid. Good job, well Chiefs. Gone, Chiefs. Maybe we should talk about: Do you automatically get in the Hall of Fame if you have two Super Bowls? Another time as a quarterback slash day. head coach. I think Andrew You tell us may not be a Hall of Fan base. You tell us. Tweet at us. Shout us out on Instagram at so. Moody Sports Page. Tell us. Two Super Bowl rings as a quarterback or coach. Hall of Fame or Hall of Fame or not. I think we're gonna get Only a those two positions. Yes. That is oh, Wow. Real issues. Moody Sports. Another issue I actually have a hot take about on the Super Bowl, Zach, would be the MVP. Uh, they give it to Patrick Mahomes, but I feel like he had the most routine game over. This really was not a Patrick Mahomes game that you've gotten used to. You do it for the you do it for the Mahomes boy factor. The Mahomes boy factor. I understand because you could have gave it to a defensive player. You could have, but I think the man that deserved it the most was Damian Williams. He definitely uh, carried. I mean, Sammy Watkins had a great game. Like you throw one touchdown there for Sammy Watkins, he would have been a hundred plus with a touchdown. So same thing for Damian Williams. Great game. My homeboy didn't have a bad game by any means. He almost had three hundred yards, just the two picks. But Damian Williams, second running back in NFL history in Super Bowl history. To have a receiving and rushing touchdown. And this over is, 100 yards This rushing. is the year 2020, Dan. Offense. You can find offense in, like, pouring out of your pockets, dude. Like, it's, like, so hard not to score in today's football. By that's standard, why, like, though. that's why, like, I'm all for Patrick Mahomes being anointed best quarterback ever. But the defensive players back in the day used to head, like, it was so much Head-hunters. harder to complete passes. So much harder to complete passes. And now just look. <sighs> Good job, Kansas City. Good job, Kansas City. Congratulations great, to the Chiefs. Great job. Moving on. I think that's all we got. NFL, we're done. We'll catch you next year. Zach, we have discussed. We have XFL starting this weekend. We have discussed of a potential XFL segment or podcast. Sub-pod. Sub-pod. So here's the thing. Me and Dan, out of no agreement, have loyal fandom to the Tampa Bay Vipers. (laughs) 
Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. So the XFL is here. The XFL is alive. The funding is better than the two alternative football leagues that flopped. For now. There's some big names. We got Aaron Murray, a quarterback, for the Vipers. Cardell Jones for Washington. Washington. And you got some other good players scattered around. I'm here for the XFL. I want the excitement. I want the the booty shaking from the cheerleaders. I want it all, Dan. I want the year-round football. I want fights. I want mascot showdowns. I mean, not aggressive fights, but shoving (laughs) and, you know, bickering of sorts. So, Dan, XFL, where do you think we should go with it? Segment? Whole pod? How deep are we willing to dive? I think we can go segment Extend the current pod a little longer, perhaps. Give it a little detail. Obviously, we'll talk games each week. We can talk about potential uh, upcoming matches. This is going to be so fun. Week. I'm excited. XFL. So we got NCAA basketball winding down. Football is over for now, for the next couple days. We got XFL coming. NFL's over. College football's over. So here we go. NBA, we're coming off the Kobe stuff. XFL's coming around the corner. We're in a positive time in sports. Daytona 500's coming up. So here we go. Sports time in February. NBA, though, I'm going to pivot into, I just alluded to, the Kobe Bryant. Sad week we're coming off that. Emotions are still high. Carmelo Anthony sat out of the Portland game. But Damian Lillard... Drops 48 in a triple-double. He also dropped 61 this week. Damian Lillard's playing with the Mamba mentality for the Portland Blazers. Crazy how much they're doing. The Lakers lost to them head-to-head on their first game since the Kobe Bryant um, tragedy. But yeah, the NBA, we're getting back into it. We have the all-star break right around the corner. Trade talks are heating up. We have a couple headlines going into the all-star break. So... Zach Levine has agreed to participate in the All-Star Game events in the three-point contest. Really? Perhaps the best dunk contest contestant in performance of all time. We're getting them in the three-point contest. Trying his hand? This He's a good shooter. The thing is, I've watched him tear Charlotte a new one. Oh, man, it was, that was a horrible game. And he scored like 50 or 49 off 10, but then 10 three-pointers. So, Zach Levine's totally case, capable. Shout-out, Devontae Graham, also participating in a three-point contest. Point guard for Charlotte, second-year breakout player. Probably still in the lead or not, close to the lead for most improved player. Also, for the dunk contest, solidified, you got Pat Connaughton for the Bucks participating. You got Dwight Howard for the Lakers participating. Derek Jones Jr. from the Heat and... Just like I allu- I talked about the best dunk contest ever, Zach Levine, you have his opponent, Aaron Gordon, participating in the dunk Ooh, contest again. I like that. Aaron Gordon, wow. That, seriously, if you don't watch NBA All-Star Weekend, come on. Didn't Cat turn down uh, an opportunity for the uh, skills event? Or He's the won dunk it before, contest? though. So that's the thing. Cat turned it down. Pat Beverly accepted his invitation. I'm excited for All-Star Weekend. I love it, dude. The dunk contest is always amazing. Oh, 
I love the celebrity game. I do too. So great. Underrated every time. I do too. Love celebrity game. So fun. And then they have some people get ball from time to time. So NBA full swing. Trade talks. Trade Clint talks Capella for the Rockets on the trading block. Got your Atlanta Hawks Ooh. interested. I wish my Hornets were. My Hornets have appeared, appeared in trade talks for two players, though. Bogdan Bogdanovich, which I'm a little afraid of because he's 28. He's kind of peaking, and he wants high money. So that may be getting yourself in the corner when we're kind of full of forwards and guards. Also, Hornets are interested in Julius Randle from the Knicks. And the like Knicks that. have just fired their GM, Steve Mills. But we just had got P.J. Washington. We got Marvin Williams, but Marvin Williams is probably going to get traded. P.J. Washington's young. Julius Randle can come in and give you 20 points. Uh, top target for Knicks president, uh, Masai Ujiri, the uh, Raptors GM, Raptors GM. He's obviously very successful. I want to see that happen for the Knicks, too. And he'll have a good connection with R.J. Barrett. I think it's great all around. So, Knicks, go for it. Make it happen. You got the money. Make positive for You the haven't Mecca. been good since Ewing, and you weren't even really the best then. Uh, other trade talks, Memphis looking to get Igodawa out. They do not want him there anymore. Their players are talking junk. Mad crap. Uh, the Lakers and Clips, top two spots for him currently. Uh, another major move that is uh, the struggling Warriors looking to maybe load off uh, some some cap space. Uh, D'Angelo Russell may be headed to the Wolves. T-Wolves. I've also heard another team. Maybe the Knicks. I think I heard the Knicks. But here's the thing with D'Lo. The Warriors said this week, Steph Curry's getting close to healthy. And they want to see how D'Lo and Steph Curry look on the court together. But then I'm like, Clay Thompson's coming back. Unless you're running two guards and Clay Thompson at the three. Which, that's a small lineup unless you got two big old boys. But that's the NBA nowadays. You're probably going to be the number one pick. So, like, you're going to have another major key. D'Angelo Russell to the Knicks would be cool for me. I'd be cool with that because D'Lo is a proven point guard, and he played – he was good in Brooklyn, but now that Brooklyn got Kyrie and you put D'Lo in the Knicks, there's your rivalry right there. And there was footage today of Kevin Durant running for the first time on the court. A lot of people getting healthy. Uh, I don't think we'll see Kevin Durant this year, but uh, he's definitely because he'll be just back next year. yeah they'll come back next year. But you may see Steph Curry a little bit just for some warm up games to end the year. But NBA, so Zach, here we go. With you being the NBA guy, I really did want to ask you. Uh, the Sixers are a little bit of an enigma to me right now. Uh, coming off a loss to the Heat, they've been struggling a lot. Uh, ben Simmons quoted last night calling himself and the team soft. What is your opinion on this right now? Dude, don't talk about it. Be about it. That's, that's all there is to it. And the Sixers are caught... Because they have two franchise players. The problem is they don't work together because the big man shoots and the guard slash forward can't. And they're both kind of ball. Ben Simmons, if he... It's just not the... You got to choose one of the two. Yeah, you just got to choose one of the two. You need Ben Simmons and like Kyrie to play together, maybe. Or Ben Simmons and like Kimba to play together, maybe. You need a 
like splashing shooter, and Ben Simmons can go get rebounds and pass to him. Having a big man, you're both clogging the lane, and everyone's talked about this, and teams can make it work. And when Joel Embiid goes full boss mode and has like 40 points and 17 rebounds, and Ben Simmons has 20 and 10, that's awesome. I just don't know why it doesn't happen every night. So, and yeah, there was a big geez. hoopla about Joel Embiid about I need to be tougher and like everybody was calling him out and he like got tough for like three games and then here we are again. Well, we'll check back in. With I him. love Joel. I love him. I love Joel. I wish he was doing well. Yeah. And I mean, your team's stacked, so I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Charlotte's out here with nothing. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I mean... It is what it is. I do think they... You at least got Trey Young. They'll they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be able to make a run at all. So into the NCAA. uh, March is around the corner, Dan. March right around the corner. Six weeks away. You know what that means. Everyone talks about it. Even like women at the office and stuff. I'm so pumped, man. I love filling out brackets. I love sitting at home on lunch break, watching the games. It's great. Yes. Uh, March is going to be the prime time. We're getting into that uh, time where uh, the seeding really does start f- uh, coming more clear for us. Uh, bubble teams starting to make pushes where they can. Um, but the most noticeable thing I've seen so far, the top four teams. Uh, so, Zach, six weeks out, I think we have the four top teams determined ones for each uh, each bracket region. Uh, currently, you're looking number one team, Baylor. They, uh, Bears, they've looked dominant this whole time. Uh, their only loss coming against Kansas. That being said, Kansas is the fourth best team in the country currently. I think they will be the fourth best team of the one scenes. Uh, and then the middle two, Arizona, not Arizona, sorry, San Diego State, and then we'll also have Gonzaga. Um, all four teams together in the 2020 calendar year, so January, were a combined 36-1. and one. Only loss. Baylor to Kansas. Oh my gosh. So I think we have pretty determined number one seeds for the NCAA tournament at this point. Uh, Gonzaga, San Diego State, easy schedules to finish out. Kansas and Baylor, probably not that easy, but either way, I think both teams are going to be able to finish out uh, probably Kansas with regular season or Baylor with regular season championship, and then one of them takes the conference championship uh, tournament. So... We'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, I think NCAA, a couple teams that you want to definitely watch out for. Uh, Dayton, Seton Hall, both top-tier teams right now making pushes for the end of the season. I think they'll both be two, three scenes. And then also watch out Florida State. They've had a good beginning of the season, struggling on the back half, but I think they'll probably be able to pull out, get into the give four, three seed. Um and then obviously you always have your blue bloods. The only blue blood don't expect to see in the tournament possibly. North Carolina have been struggling a lot lately. I know you like that, Zach. All for it, dude. If there's one fan base that delusionally thinks that they are better than Clemson, it is the <laughs> North Carolina Tar Heel fan base. And I'll just leave it at that. Continue. 
Um, so we'll check back in next week. Um, I'm going to start putting together a couple purple teams I think are, could potentially make it in. Um, we'll talk about the last four in, next four out. Uh, so, But the last few things we want to talk about before we get out of here, guys. Uh, two, two topics. One, two college, football, college football. Mark D'Antoni, Michigan, Michigan State's head coach, stepped down from head coach position today. Uh, head coaching interim will be filled by the defensive coordinator. Um, and this is a bit of a shock to me, Zach. Yes. I don't know how you felt. So, Dan, we were watching the interviews a little bit on TV, but did we get a cause? Like, why? He said he did it um, just because, and it was a mutual thing between him and the school. That typically reads in my book that the school gave him an alternative. He either had to go, you know, win the cha- win the Big Ten championship this year, or you're not going to be here next year. Um, and I don't think he had that was just too much pressure, maybe, um, and decided to step down himself. I've been telling all my South Carolina friends and anyone who will listen for years, they need to get. Dan Tony from Michigan, Michigan State. State. He's an alum from South Carolina. Play defensive back. Play defensive back for the football team. Bring him in. Have a serious, legitimate football coach amongst all the characters in the SEC nowadays and quietly build a great program. I think that would be a great. Stop hire. the must champ experiment now. It's dead. And just move on to Dan Tony. He's the right hire. He's like a big that. name. He'll get you recruits. He's serious, and he's not the huge preacher that Dabo is, kind of. So here you go. Definitely would be a, a big splash hire. Definitely would be able to pull a couple South Carolina kids just with the uh, affiliation to the school. Fire. Um, fire hire. Fire and hire. That's what we, uh, we, we, Super we, hot. we talk about here. Super. Fire hot. Fire. Uh, last topic. USA, Zach. 1-0 win against Cuba on the world qualifying match. Big time win. Uh, We now... uh, This is huge for us, especially in the fact of uh, us trying to make a push, get back into the World Cup, not being there uh, last time. A little unexpected little unacceptable, I would say, by the standards that the U.S. had set. Uh, so I'm hoping this is a good signal for what's to come in the future. There's nothing better than the U.S. in the World Cup. So I'm pulling for it, boys. Keep it together. Good things are happening. Young guns. There's more than one promising young star. Pulisic obviously thing. is great. But we have more than one nowadays. Go national team. Go national team. Um, so, guys, we'll be back next week. Like we said, we'll have the XFL segment. We'll do a little recap of uh, week one, and we'll t- talk a little more NCAA, a little NBA, get into that all-star break. Y'all have a great week. We're out. Peace. Thank you for listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. 
Follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and Twitter at Moody Sports Page. That's right, a new name, Moody Sports Page. And listen up next week for good predictions and hot takes.